sorry. Did you think that as someone who went every opening night to every Twilight movie, Fair. that I did not immediately start watching every other movie that he'd ever been in with totally uh, with Claire from Lost? Claire from Lost, they tried to hurt me, baby. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 467 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful ADC and we're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these Shyamalanic. You got it. See, that's it. That's is the that answer. It? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a word, so it doesn't matter, right? It's not a word? No, I just made it up. So it can, oh. it can be whatever you want it to be. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, Shia- Well, to find out it's, more about it's, the- it's for In My Shyamalan. Does that make sense? Oh, That's Shyamalanic. where that's from. Yeah, Shyamalanic. Okay. To find out more about these Shyamalanic pursuits, check us out at noxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Popcast, and we're on Twitter at PopcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking plot twists. But before we do that, you know, you guys look not a plot twist. We find ourselves back in the call to action section of this episode. Now, in this week's installment, you know, it's our birthday month. So every week we're doing here for the right reasons. And we're asking you, the listener, to show your affection to us in some tangible ways that cost you zero dollars. So each week we ask you to take the relationship one step further. Now, your first step was subscribing to the show. Your second step was subscribing to our newsletter. Your one step further this week is following us on social media, particularly Instagram. That is where magical episode discussions happen. It's where you can high five us or you can scream at us nicely. Next week's show is an audience participation episode. Maybe one of the spicier series we do. And we will be collecting your tangy opinions on Instagram this week. Do you think they can guess it? Don't don't, don't tell me they can guess it. There's no, for the audio. Swatting for the gnat. Swatting for the gnat. Multiple spots no. for the gnat. Why? What is <laughs> she, No, for the audio. Looking for the gnat. Like, there's so many gnats you're looking for at them now. Incredible. I'm trying to figure out what's making it happen. Okay. The gates open only a couple of times a year for this hot, hot, hot episode. So, head over to the podcast and follow us on Instagram. And we promise to never annoy you enough that you have to mute us. Thank you for loving the podcast. We love you too. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, let's talk plot twists. And I will say, I think we've probably uh, experienced our own plot twists uh, in the in the lead up to this episode <laughs> yes, because we, we found ourselves both fending off cases of COVID. Um, I'm standing up again. Just a quick update. I'm standing up again. You're doing I've a never standing desk up. again. I really this like so the energy, fun. so I'm doing it again. I don't know if we're going to keep doing it, but I like the I just like the the energy that he gives me. No, so we're I just, like the we're doing I actually. Uh, you stay really fast paced. Yeah. Here's the thing. I will say we are fending off. COVID because COVID has tried to get close to us and mm-hmm. we are still standing COVID virgins and it tried it tried for us I literally had to take off clothes in a country yard and put them in country trash wow. once I had to take care of some family with COVID so we're yeah. doing the best and I had to can. sleep with my daughter my youngest daughter in her bed <laughs> Because of quarantine it's, issues, but you know Marlo what? Marlo a straight like sleeps on her back, like active hands sleeper. across chest. Active, active sleeper, <laughs> very diagonal. If you want to know the truth, a very not a not a very vertical, uh, more horizontal or, or, or diagonal. And we did have conversations That's about my that. Vibe. I continue. like that. Man, I will tell you, there is nothing worse, literally in the world. I'm going to say it's this, okay. and then terrorism probably. Okay, then someone it. putting their feet on you while you're sleeping. It's no, the worst thing ever. Absolutely not. <laughs> I do not Absolutely like it. Absolutely not. No, I don't like it. it it's a bit of a plot twist itself. So we're excited to talk about this um, uh, idea, this topic, because more and more in our pop cultural content, we're getting plot twists. Before we start talking uh, about specifics, though, Jamie, do you want to kind of define what a plot twist is? Yes. And let's start with, obviously, the most reliable dictionary, which is Urban Dictionary. So Urban Dictionary says that a plot twist is a term used by 14-year-olds in a comment section in order to receive internet points <laughs> that they wouldn't be able to obtain otherwise due to how unfunny they are. Wow. Uh, listen, 14-year-olds taking hits on Urban Dictionary. But the generally accepted definition is a plot twist is an unsuspected occurrence or turn of events in the story that changes the direction or outcome of the plot from the direction it was likely to go. And let me tell you, plot twists are everything to me. Listen, it is my favorite thing in fiction, TV books or movies. It's that nip-nip to my pop culture pussycat. <laughs> Love it! <laughs> Like I like it as well because I, you know, and it was really probably, I'm going to say Sixth Sense. That was the first time oh, like, I, like I really brilliant. experienced the plot twist. And it was just, I don't know if there had been a lull in pop culture, but the, um, the vividness with which it hit, it always kind of turned me on to plot twist for, from that point forward. But I just like the idea, because I, I looked up, I was like, you know what are the elements? What makes a good one? Like what are what are the the nuts and bolts, the fundamentals of a plot twist? And I, and I found that there's five different kinds oh, of plot twists. Let's go. The first one's reversal of identity. Uh, so this is think Darth Vader, right? Like actually, I'm your father. That's awkward. That's so. And I people, I don't think people talk about Empire of the Strike, Empire Strikes Back having such a great plot twist. It's a really good one, and yeah, I feel it like it, it was. It's a uh, you could have just relaxed on it being a sci-fi, some kind of sci-fi uh, space opera, but instead right. there's also a plot twist in there too. So I that's pretty it. good. Uh, reversal of motive. Think Snape and Harry Potter. You think this guy sucks, but actually he's like got your back the whole time. He's that's hot a good example. too. That was a plot twist. He he's wasn't not, hot. He's not. And then he was hot. That's a plot twist to logic, Snape I would say. Where are out there? Where are my Snape? Wait, does he have a fan group? Can someone help me? Let me sign up for the membership. I'm sure he does, and I feel embarrassed that I don't know their names, but I'm going to hope it comes back to me at some point. So we'll, we'll hold Snape on to snatch? that. Snape Snack. Snape, Snape That's what it is. Snack? I don't know. Snack? I don't <gasps> know. Okay, snack. we'll find it. Okay. We'll find it. Yeah. It'll be yeah. there. Uh, another one, reversal of perception. I already mentioned that. Sixth Sense. Actually, actually Bruce Willis, you're dead. Um, there's reversal of fortune. This is seven. What's in the box? With Brad Pitt and it's Quinn Paltrow's head. Spoiler alert. <laughs> How great was that? It That's was a so really good. good one. And the fact that it, it ends the, like, he's the seventh 
deadly sin. God, it, so it good. works perfectly. It works it perfectly works together. And then the last one's reversal of fulfillment. And to be honest with you, I didn't really understand what this was, but I'm oh. gonna put this on the power of the dog because I was fulfilled immensely not finishing that movie. I tried three times, <laughs> I didn't finish it, and I felt very fulfilled. Ah, I so fell asleep twist. during the last 20 minutes, and I never regretted it at all. Plot it twist. wasn't. It's like melatonin. <laughs> I just got to a certain point where Benedict Cumbersnackle is in a barn and he's yelling at somebody, and I always fall asleep. Boom, and like that's just how that goes. But in terms of what makes a good one, I think there are uh, three real big elements. Okay, number one, I think the best plot twists occur when the story. Uh, underneath it exists so that it can speak for itself, right? So even if the okay. plot twist didn't exist, like think of Empire Strikes Back, even if Darth oh, Vader yeah. isn't the father, it's still a good story. It still works. It's not quite as good, but it still works unto itself. And I think if the story needs or requires the plot twist to make sense, it's probably not a good story because in 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 that situation, the audience can sense that something needs to happen. There needs to be some unseen element come into play to make this story actually make sense. Okay, so like Atonement, the book and movie, Atonement is a great, like that story holds its own, but it, when you get the plot twist at the end that none of this happened, it was just in her mind, you're like, yes. oh, still good. Yeah, like, still works, way. still fine, right? Now, number two, a, pl- a good plot twist could have been attainably discerned if we had just been paying closer attention. I think that's another element. It's Those like, are the worst. They make me too, so mad. Like it, when it's too far out there, it's like, well, okay, I had no chance of knowing that. But when it was right under my nose, mm-hmm. that's the ones that make me the happiest. I think of Fight Club. I think there are always these elements <gasps> or hints all along the way where you're like, oh, okay, that totally made sense. And I like where you can rewatch and kind of pick up on the clues that you missed. The only difference here is I think uh, The Usual Suspects. That's a great plot twist. Yes. And it's the exception because the whole movie is predicated on an unreliable narrator. So you're just taking what he's telling you. You don't know anything better. Um, but I think that's still, I'll allow that one to no, work. I think that's I still a really great one. And then the last one, I think um, there's enough evidence for, uh, like I mentioned, there's enough evidence of it to exist in the text that we get to rewatch it and we can see how it was telegraph- telegraphing the reality to us. I always think of Lost Season 3. Uh, the finale of that season (laughs) where you're like something's weird and something's wrong but I don't know what yet and then when I get that finale I go back and rewatch it and I see everything and I realize we're in a flash forward I think those are the fundamentals of a good plot twist when you're thinking of plot twist do you prefer movie do you prefer TV or do you prefer book I I really do prefer book or TV only because I feel like plot twist they just twist a little harder in your gut when you've been spending a lot of time with characters or story or yes. setting. And so the longer you're in a book and it like, like I just think with loss, like even some of the smaller plot twists of like, he wasn't on the plane. <laughs> right. and you're like, he's not on the, he's not on the manifest or he was in a wheelchair before he got to this Island. <laughs> like, like that's just such a great moment where you're like, I've been with this character for five years and yeah. I never knew this about him. And we almost called the podcast the walkabout because right. of that show. So because of John Locke. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. you're right. I think they hit harder when there's been more of an investment. So movies right. are good because it's that contained experience, but I think even better are the books. Cause I think of the anomaly, which I greenlit. Now we've talked about a couple different times. That's such a great plot twist for me because it wasn't, I think there's sometimes when there's a plot twist and it feels like you're being hoodwinked a little bit, you yeah. know, like it's a, it, almost like a loophole plot twist where you're like, okay, <sighs> sure. But that doesn't feel earned. You know, I don't like those. I like the ones where 
I feel like they've really put an, like done a number on me. I feel like Jordan Peele is really good at this, which we've mentioned in, in oh, talking yeah. about his movies recently. But it's that sense of I'm entertaining you, but I'm also doing this. I'm also mystifying you in in the way that I'm telling these stories. Oh yeah, I feel like, like those the, are credit. When I greenlit the unmissing, I mean, I just was on that plane and like closed the uh, Kindle and then looked around, be like, hey, have you read this book? Can we talk about it right now? Like something just happened that is crazy. And everyone was like, please don't talk to us. We don't talk to strangers on the plane. I'm like, Fair point. Let me get back to it. So yeah, because yeah. you were, because you're in it and you're invested. You know, and I think a lot of modern TV has probably fallen prey to the, the plot twistification of content where they will end an episode with a cliffhanger that they can't, they, that didn't, uh, that wasn't actually earned and they can't actually sustain, but they just want to be buzzy and they want to yes. be noteworthy. And I think that I, I think of scandal a lot in that respect oh, of you were doing word. things that blew my mind, but it didn't make sense. And uh, honestly, I never understood Huck because I think Huck shows up. Did, uh, Huck shows up yeah. in the new Billy Eichner movie. Have you seen this? No, I miss he, Huck. He shows he shows up. I'm like, whoa, what have you been up to? And like, why are you murder? Here Just murder? <laughs> maybe. And maybe that's an aspect. And that would be a great plot twist for that movie. But it's like when it's not earned and there aren't the consequences paid to what this does, I think that is that's an uh, an aspect that kind of ruins the plot twist because you know uh, as the as of when we're recording this, it's August fifteenth. I'm gonna watch the Better Call Saul season finale tonight. Okay. And what those show, what Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad have done so well is they had plot twist moments, but they often languished and lingered in the consequences of those moments, so that you get the burst of excitement, but you also have to live in it for a minute. And I think oh, those I like those are the moments and opportunities that are really really well done. Oh, that's good. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings. It's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash popcastpod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com popcast. Go to chomps.com popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Now, do you want to talk about the uh, best ever plot twists? And why well, those? of course, I'm coming from my own opinion, but I think you'll agree that these were all great ones. And there, I'm going to give a, an example of a book, a TV show, and a movie. So, a first book. And this was truly one of those moments where I've never, you know, people are like, I threw the book against the wall. I literally <laughs> threw the book on the floor and was like, I got to go get a drink. Like, this was, and it is the book Gone Girl by Gillian mm-hmm. Flynn. Because, and and listen, if you're like, are you all going to spoil everything? This book came out in 2012, and it was 37 weeks at the number one uh, on the New York Times. So if you haven't read it, that's not my problem. There's also a yeah. movie. So if you haven't yeah. watched a movie, we're, I am about to spoil it. So Gillian Flynn, who had already been reading in Entertainment Weekly for a long time, she's a great storyteller and a great writer. So it goes to, like, the story is good. But, man, I love an unreliable narrator. And she was like, you love one unreliable narrator? I'm going <laughs> to give you three. I'm going to give you Nick. I'm going to give you Amy, and then I'm going to give you actual Amy because that other Amy was Diary Amy. And mm. listen, the if you had said to me, you'll love a book where the protagonist breaks the fourth wall, I'd be like, absolutely not. I will not. Mm-hmm. But when Amy uh, writes in the book, she says, I hope you like Diary Amy. She was meant to be likable. And I was like, oh, no, what is going on? <laughs> and I just loved, also, I just loved that this book, I mean, obviously, it launched a thousand female villains yes. um, with books with the word girl in the title. But I loved it because it, it actually took 
the the fallacy of the cool girl oh my god i just love to be hot and eat hot dogs like that's not a real person and i love that she was like i'm gonna turn that on its ear because that actually wasn't her the whole time so good so i love that so no the the cool girl monologue is one of the best pieces of like pop culture americana that we've had in the last several years because of how perfectly it distilled and brought something to its knees i'll also say um the the usage of ben affleck as like the way they use him in that movie is a bit of a plot twist because you think you're getting one version but you you actually kind of like him but in a way that you hate yourself for liking him you know yeah also you kind of see his pee-pee that's a bit of a plot twist and i would say maybe (laughs) emily ratatouille is she not a terrible actress or I don't know. Is that is that the eyes talking? Who listen, knows? Maybe that's a plot twist. Listen, do I think about her nipples once a calendar year? Yeah, I do because they're very uh, odd and <laughs> unique and special. They're so singular. I think about them. They're singular. I know, they is are. What people say they yeah. are. Okay, so for a TV show, and listen, I think Squid Game. I won't give away that spoiler because it is a current, a recent show. Squid Game had a good plot twist. The Good Place, one of the best of all time. Yes. But I will say it's Game of Thrones. And here's why. Listen, Game of Thrones had lots of plot twists. Like in the first season, you're like, oh, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. He's oh, their gonna... sister and brother. That's a plot twist. Okay. Yeah. that's And mm. he fell out of this tower. And now he'll never be out of that uh, wooden chair. What's happening? <laughs> right. But here, I'll tell you, the Red Wedding. Oh. The fact that we're going to mur- not, we're going to murder four of the main cast like out of the gate you're it's not even the finale or the opening of a season it's that penultimate goodness and then we're gonna spend the next three to four years paying off that the north does remember Mm. and what a delight of having aria like that like burst something in her and we see that character arc like you said we sit in the consequences of that it and i remember being so sad because what's his face dick He's so hot. Oh, Dick Madden. Dick Madden's so hot. And I was like, God, you've left me with Kit Harrington. He's not as hot. (laughs) But it was really, I bet I came around on Kit Harrington as well. Having sex with his niece. I came around or her having sex with her nephew. I think it was her nephew, actually. Yeah, that's that's, that's correct. And, you know, I think you're right. Like part of the allure of Game of Thrones and part of what made it so monocultural was that first season plot twist that you alluded to where everybody is on the table. And I feel like that makes it such a point of viewing because I remember watching The Red Wedding like two days after it happened and credit to me for not letting myself get spoiled. I just avoided the internet. So I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is crazy. But I'll even put, uh, I think it was The Mountain versus Viper, that episode where you think somebody's about to get killed and actually someone else's head gets absolutely burst on screen. (laughs) in a way that you're not ready for it's and really he funny. turns into the Mandalorian which is great uh, but uh, I just that I don't know if another show has, has done as well and maybe it, it speaks to the kind of uh, the the width and the breadth of the cast but man they were uh, they so perfectly and expertly use the plot twist that I don't know if we'll have another show like that no I agree and then a movie listen this was hard for me because there's so many like even uh, Spitterman colon mm-hmm. Homecoming mm-hmm. had a plot twist you, you actually rarely see plot twists that are executed well in superhero movies, but that one with Michael Keaton was really well done. Because I was yeah, like, yeah, oh this is complicated. Um, and then one of my favorites, of course, is the prestige twins. You're always going to get me with twins. But it is, of course, uh, the master of plot twists, uh, Christopher Nolan uh, and Memento, mm. um, which you can watch on HBO Max. I encourage you to, because this is one of those things where it's, it's you talked about watch like, 
did I miss this plot twist? What would I, Memento is a beautiful movie to watch over and over again mm-hmm. once you've watched it that first time to go, oh yeah, there it is, there it is, I didn't see it. And so uh, the complicated thing about Memento is it's not only a movie told backwards, <laughs> but then the main character, Leonard, who Guy Pierce, best role of his entire career, Yes, uh, he is a textbook unreliable narrator because he has a condition where his long-term memory is functional but he can only remember about 15 minutes back so he has to use you know notes and polaroids and tattooed clues and he's just trying to find this guy john g and then the twist of being that like oh the people helping you are actually manipulating you it's incredible brilliant and when uh, joey pants joey pants he kills it. He does it so well. It's a perfect Joey Pants. Always a problem in these movies. He's always yeah. creating chaos. I th- Finding Nemo acted like it did a good job with Finding Dory, but actually, Memento's the perfect Finding Dory movie. You know, so you oh don't my gosh, that that's movie. a true story. Yeah, you know, and I think that makes me think of. I feel like there's a certain genre of of movie or TV show or whatever where it's almost like you start in media res with the plot twist, like you know something's amiss, you know yeah. something's wrong but you don't get the answer. I, I feel like Get Out is kind of like that. And I feel like Memento is a perfect example of that, of uh, almost like they're not going to hold it over your head, but they are going to delay the gratification of understanding what the problem is here. And I feel like that's another good, clever utility of the plot twist. That's right. Um, now, not all plot twists are good plot twists. Uh-oh. Sometimes they're very, very bad plot twists. And sometimes they make you angry, like uh, some of these have uh, for me. Um, number one, the I think the worst one ever, is and this is this isn't really like a uh uh important to the plot i mean it is important to the plot but it's almost like a throwaway plot twist and it's uh daisy ridley actually being a palpatine in rise of skywalker what a it was one of the more choice. annoying things because i thought the last jedi it was my favorite star wars movie it's the best yeah because ryan johnson really sets up like you don't have to be anybody this doesn't have to pin back to Obi-Wan or the stupid Skywalkers or who cares can we expand this universe and we even have Kylo Ren with the quote that I feel like he's saying to Kathleen Kennedy and he's like let the past die kill it if you have to Um, that's like they literally say that in the movie and then we take all that movement that has happened where at the end of Last Jedi we get these kids sweeping and they have the force and we're like great the force (laughs) is democratized wonderful and now it's like actually do you remember Palpatine and you know how we have not alluded to him this whole time actually he's in sweatpants now and he's responsible for all of this. It just felt so cheap and stupid. And I remember being mad in the theater. No, that's maddening. Yeah. I, I also think, uh, I don't know if, and I, I'm curious if you've seen this movie. This is kind of a, uh, a know nothing movie, but it, but it has a terrible plot twist. It's called Remember Me with Robert Pattinson. Oh. I'm sorry. Did you think that as someone who went every opening night to every Twilight movie, Fair. that I did not immediately start watching every other movie that he'd ever been in with totally uh, with Claire from Lost? Claire from Lost, they tried to hat me, baby. <laughs> like, I actually watched that because of Claire, but also my sister-in-law oh. was like, I just watched the movie and it was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. So I was like, well, it, I do have to watch that now. It so is basically, it's Robert Pattinson and, and Claire, they're together uh, and it's... Uh, Robert Pattinson's brother. Um, it's it's very tragic. And at the end of the movie, Robert Pattinson goes to see his dad, played by Pierce Brosnan, comma, who works in the Twin Towers, comma, the date on this movie is 9-11. And <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think it was like nine or 10 years after the events of 9-11, but it still felt so cheap and weird and stupid to have this person die in 9-11. I hated no, it so It's horrible. Much. It reminds me of uh, Savages. You go in, for a movie because you're like I love Riggins I yeah. love Aaron Taylor Johnson I love hot Blake Lively yes is this 
they all die, which is how it should have ended. That but is they how the all, book ends. Yeah. But then it was she wakes up and she's like, <laughs> they're dead because we can't kill Blake Lively. We just can't <sighs> kill her. The book is I, I really enjoyed the book. I think the book is by Don Winslow. I'm not sure if that's true. He, he writes really oh, good yeah. cartel crime yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And the book is wonderful. Uh, and there's there's only one uncomfortable scene about a threesome between the two or the three of them. Uh, and it's just really tough to read. Uh, but the movie's terrible. It's a it's a it's a terrible cheap plot twist of um, I don't know. It's just like we want to have our cake and eat it, too. And we don't feel like the, the audience will trust us to kill off these three people, even though it's literally what the book does. Um, let me ask you this one before I get to my last one. I have this one, not intellectually, but okay. all. this is feelings. Okay, this is all feelings. Okay? All right. Because intellectually, I recognize the value of the plot twist. Uh-oh. But I'm curious, because I know you've seen this movie, and I know you really liked it. I want you to tell me why okay. I should why I should bend to my intellect and not my heart. Okay. So okay. it's Promising Young Woman. Okay? Oh, because if yeah. you've seen Promising Young Woman, you know that this is I won't this is still a modernly recent movie so I won't spoil it but something happens to Carrie Mulligan's character right that you don't you don't see coming and she still gets what she wants but not in the way that you wanted it so why should I be okay with this well I listen and I know it's not an ending because I greenlit this movie and I know it's not an ending everybody loves it's a tremendous movie and a tremendous screenplay and to me I actually think the ending is what makes it even more phenomenal because they Mm. weren't afraid to go. Sometimes things happen in the way that you want, but not with tied with a bow. Cause I think the tied with a bow would have been, she got revenge and then she threw her lighter into the air and caught the convertible on fire, but never looked back and it was great. (laughs) And I think her life was meant to be, uh, finding vengeance for her friend. Like that was her purpose was to yeah. have that made right. And she did that. Now it did, she does not get to make anything else right in anyone else's life. Right. Yeah. But I, to me, I don't know if it felt, it was hard, but it felt like the, the, the more correct ending than what I think most of us wanted. I think you are correct. And, and I, I put it in the category of the departed uh, where oh, Leo's yes. character is just uh, taken off the board so abruptly that you're like, I don't, it just intuitively, I hate this. Yeah. Creatively, though, I applaud it because it's not what I expected, but you're still accomplishing what you wanted to accomplish, but you make me feel weird in the process. So I, I think Promising Young Woman, it, it, is a, it is a movie that makes you never feel comfortable with any of the choices that any of the characters make or any of the people uh, behave or how they act. The last one that I have uh, in in terms of worst plot twist is that the Wicked Witch of the West is actually the villain of Wizard of Oz. I think this is just, it's it's an incredible plot twist because when you really look at it, (laughs) the Wicked Witch of the West is actually a victim in this because uh, how do we start? Her sister gets murdered by house, Dorothy's house, right? And then she rolls up. She's like, what just happened? I feel like my sister's dead. And Glenda takes her sister's awesome ruby slippers and she gives them to Dorothy. Doesn't give Dorothy a chance. Like, do you want to try these on? She's like, boom, those are yours, Dorothy. They're on you now. Yeah. They're on you now. So the Wicked Witch of the West is like, okay, I don't get to mourn or anything. And then Glenda tells Dorothy, you got to go Yelvick Road and you got to find a guy named the Wizard. And maybe, hopefully, he'll get you home. All the time, she knew that the Ruby Slippers could get her home. And she also probably knew that the Wizard was like a like a scam artist, like grifter, right? Huh. She's probably, she's Glenda the Good Witch. She should have known that stuff. Huh. And I think what we really understand here is that Glenda, the whole time in that movie, was acting in bad faith. She wanted Dorothy to be in the mix to take out some people, maybe create a power vacuum so that Glenda could take over. So it's the the unrealized plot twist of Glenda actually being the villain of the wicked of the of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because I think all of us we think we are 
we think we're Dorothy. Yeah. We're not Dorothy. We would no. have clicked those hills and been like, out, too bad for yeah. you, tin man. Go find your own heart. Like, That's it's right. not my business. It's not my That business. sounds like a you problem. So in this yeah. current age, I got to look out for me and mine, which is me and Toto. So thank you for your help, but I'm out of here. <laughs> so I just feel like she gets a bad rap. Wicked Witch of the West, she has a green face and water can kill her and she wears all black and she gets a bad rap for that. But let's normalize. I know she did some bad stuff in the margins yeah. too, obviously, which is not great. Um, but still, you know, I think Linda's the real villain. You know, and I will say to you, Game of Thrones had great plot twists, but then there was also Bran being a person. Sure. And he was a horrible plot twist all along. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was tough. And I think I would rather, you know, bad, I think even bad plot twists, I still enjoy because I appreciate something to talk the effort. About. Yeah. And yeah. there's something to talk about, which I really yeah. love. It's like. Well, so in this Twilight movie, they all play baseball and then they start murdering people. But then that didn't really happen because it was all a dream. And it's like, don't like that, but did like watching that head flip off. It was yeah. nice. Not enough people are talking about the baseball scenes in that movie. <laughs> I would like to do a cinema side piece about the baseball scenes and how one of them didn't go pro. I just, I don't know. It's, it's a little strange to me. <laughs> You know, we've tackled this issue, um, both the good and the bad. Let's apply it forward, though, and talk about plot twists that we want to see in life. Okay, I have a couple. The first one is I want a plot twist for Hot Chris's, right? Hot Chris's right now, all the talk. They've got some great movies uh, in the cooker, right? we got Dungeons & Dragons for Chris Pine, Guardians yeah. 3 for Pratt, uh, Furioso, Furiosa for oh, I like Furioso. That's fine. Sorry, that's that's like <laughs> Yeah, Furioso. Furiosa for Hemsworth. And then, sadly, ghosted for Evans. Evans, what are you doing? Where are you, yeah. where are you, where are you well, have a better... Well, he's into stuff. He'll figure it's it out. Fun. Yeah. So, but, obviously, the United States of America does have a problematic history. I don't know if y'all have heard. But it all really sort of started with Christopher Columbus and the lie and the genocide Ooh. and all the things. That's so true. he's made Christopher. He's ruined Christopher. Yeah. I say, let's make it great again. Christopher, okay. let's do it. And I want Chris's to flood the political landscape. Run for political office. All the f- the sexy Chris's. Listen, head of the Treasury Department, Chris Jenner. You know that's a smart move. Uh, Ooh, Justice okay. Department, new Attorney General, Chris Maloney. Department of Transportation, Christopher Lloyd. Department of Energy, Chris Paul. Listen, I was like, I need an athlete named Chris, and it was okay. like athlete named Chris, and it was Chris <laughs> Paul was the first. What like, Chris Everett? Chris Everett's right there. You could have had her. She's boom right there. That's true, but with, but I do want to take you on my journey because then I was like Chris Paul controversy because I was. Oh like who knows it could be con- and he has no controversy other than something about lebron's arm i don't know what that was about but well, he's honestly he's a little bit of a butthole people oh, hate playing okay. with him but he's really good at playing point guard but he's just really annoying really obnoxious okay well then he's like depart- the fly that's in your office that you keep swatting away you no know, for the audio ain't it. okay <laughs> and then the department of housing chris loves julia we get a pocket deal, okay. but it still gets a Chris. And then okay. of course i was thinking who could be our secretary of state in the in the sense that you got to have somebody who is like, I'm committed to this peace negotiation. Because you know what? It's not over. Chris Daltrey. Oh, it's okay. not over because it's not over. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great song. Don't that's sleep a great, on. it's a great song. It's a great American Idol song. So like it's a it. plot twist. You think they're going to be actors. They're going to win Oscars. They're going to keep, they're going to retire in Malibu. No. We're sending them to DC. We're sending them okay. to DC. Let's let them clean up the swamp. Drain That's the swamp. Right. I like this. Then my my uh, uh, first plot twist is actually political in nature as well. Because <gasps> I know go. people come here for the politics. So they do. I'm just everybody's glad. like, ah, Knox and Jamie and their <sighs> theories on 
things that happen. Yeah, the socio-political, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. I think we all know. Uh, so what I want to do is I want a politician to write a piece of legislation outlawing something obvious but benign. Okay, something we can okay. all get behind, like telemarketers. No one wants telemarketers, right? More Doctor Strange movies. Illegal, okay? No bubble more. tea, whatever. Everyone, Everyone's Man, on the same page. You're coming These hard for bubble things. tea. You are not into bubble tea. Jamie, let me just describe a product to you. This is a drink that you drink with a straw, but also balls come into your mouth. Are you interested in that? Sharks, would you like to invest? Nobody? Crickets? Okay, I just, it sells itself. You know what I'm saying? But so like that's the, that's the exterior, okay? okay? But the plot twist I want is in how the legislation is written, okay? And what's revealed later is that actually this legislation is about term limits, okay? All politicians, <gasps> they only get two terms, yes. that's it. I feel like term limits would fix, fix a lot of issues we have with our government. And this is either revealed in like using invisible ink, okay? That is activated like an hour after like they Nicolas sign. Like Nicolas Cage finds it and he exactly. reveals it. And it, like, it, it says like, psych, everything in black ink is null and void. And we agree to term limits for infinity and no tiebacks ever. Or the way I prefer is we write it up in a way where the first letter of every line spells out Actually, this is about term limits, you know? Do you, do you ever do that in junior high where, like, you write somebody a note and the secret message was always the first letter no. and you had to put the first letters together and spell yeah. out, like... Codes? You're, you're, did I, do I feel... Do I read to you like someone who writes coded letters? No, you don't. Honestly, <laughs> you're not a big subtext person. And maybe what I'm saying is why I ended up at a boy's school. So they were like, let's just take notes off the table for you. Maybe we don't do that. <laughs> maybe your social game is not right, quite there yet. But I just feel like there's a way to like secretly get some legislature across, whether it's through invisible no, ink or that. coded language, that I feel like would really help the world at large. Because fundamentally, I just want politicians to have to work real jobs. I want them to have to have podcasts, work fast food restaurants, be like a like a golf pro at a clubhouse. I just want to see some listen, of these things. I would listen to Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi have a podcast together <laughs> where they only talk about American Girl dolls. Like that's all they talk about. They're not allowed to talk about other things. I mean, I just feel like they should Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi should have to run a subway together. You know, and they'd be like, do you want that bacon microwaved or do you want it cold like a weirdo? No, obviously microwave it, Mitch. What are you doing here? Asiago? Because Mitch, he loves Asiago. I want that brioche, even though that's not real brioche. Yes, give it to me, Mitch. Let's go. All right, do you have another one? Okay, my next one is Aldi. Now, first of all, I want you to know that I paused on whether to talk about Aldi because you know, people got real mad when I talk about Bucky's because they're like, hey, B word, there's only 40 Bucky's. We don't know what Bucky's is. So I feel bad. So I'm not going to, but so I looked it up and I was like, are there a lot of Aldi's? Do you know how many Aldi's there are? Oh, on, there can are you give 40 me an under Bucky's. Over? Yeah, over, un, under over 1,000. Over. Yeah, 10,000 in 20 what? countries. 10,000? Yeah. Guys, this is a, so Aldi, if you don't know, which there's 20, there's 10,000 in 20 countries. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but it's a grocery store, no frills. You gotta have a, you have to have a quarter to get a buggy. Yeah, it's Trader Joe's, but they make you have a quarter and talk to people about buggies. Fun so, fact no, Aldi has owned Trader Joe's since 1979. <gasps> I didn't know that. No, neither did I. This is a very revealing episode. So here's the thing what I love about Aldi is one way in, one way out, no bagging of your groceries. Who knows what products will be there? It's kind of always an adventure, but you're always happy because you're like, look at this uh, charcuterie. This is a delight. So I'm going to say plot twist. All, I'm calling it the Aldi colon project. Now, not colon like your bowels, but yeah. punctuation. Okay, so it's great. Aldi colon Nordstrom. Uh-huh. Get rid of all the garbage. Just okay. get me that Caslon and get me straight to what I need. Aldi colon Home Depot. Listen, I went into a Lowe's the other day because I bought a house and I was yeah. like. So you just bought a house. And you're like, I should get acquainted with Lowe's. Like, what are we doing here? I did. What's and I deal? went in and I was like, 
There are too many faucets. There are too yeah. many faucets. Hey, did you go to the live fixture section? It's overwhelming. No, like, I what can't. can I do with all Listen, <laughs> I did, and I just, I was like, I can't look up anymore at these yeah. things on the wall. And so I'm just going to grab this one. This is fine. And I do think my house person, uh, Catherine, show front of me, Catherine, was disappointed at my choice. Because when sure. I brought it, she was like, you know, you're going to have to always find those uh, bulbs. Like, they're going to be hard to find. I'm like, Here's I can't help problem. you. Listen, I don't know if we talked about this, but Lowe's and Home Depot, there used to be this myth, this mythical, legendary world where you go in and say, hey, I need a weird part of like house stuff that I need to replace. And they'd be like, oh, I know exactly where that is. Now they're just full of Gen Z people. And they're like, I don't know. And they they literally Google it on their phone. No, and that's yes. how they help you. That's and that, how they help I can you. do that. I can do no, that. No, because listen, I went and I was like, where are the mailboxes? And they're like, aisle 16, halfway down. I was like, great. And I went there and every mailbox box Open, open, all of them open. I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy an open box because I know it came back for a reason. And I know it didn't come with all the parts in it. And it was maddening. And so if there was an Aldi colon Home Depot, the beauty would be one mailbox always available. That's the one you're going to get. And I don't have to deal with my decision fatigue. So I would like to see Aldi like branch out, do more things. Look, you already own Trader Joe's. God, I thought Joe still ran this out of his garage. Joe is like, I live in Maui. Like, what are you talking about? I thought he was like a produce pirate who was out there fighting for like tomatoes for me. And he doesn't. That's crazy to me. No. What? I would also like to say red light. We're not doing red lights, but I want to say red light (laughs) to these uh, stores. I'm talking to you, uh, Walgreens, who Uh refuse to put what aisle their their activated charcoal is on because hypothetically your new puppy eats a mushroom and it might die and time is of the essence but there's no one around to talk to because none of your workers know where to look for activated charcoal i would think in my head it would be near the toothpaste but that doesn't seem right it's not even true it's in the supplements Uh, aisle and it's not at walgreens i still don't know where it is at walgreens i had to go to cbs charcoal why would a human take charcoal because you swallowed a a bad mushroom or ate poison or something i don't know Uh, but it's just like just put it on you don't want me to talk to your workers I don't want to talk to your workers. No. Just put it on your website, like Hose uh, Home Depot. Uh, I almost called it Hose and Home Depot. Hose, Hose Depot. Hose Depot. I'm Hose on Depot. All, I'm, on all, I'm on all seven. Hose Depot. TMTM. Let's trademark that? that. Yeah, that's why. Aaron, don't please do that. get that domain. <laughs> it's all the things they need to do to do the things they do. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. My my last plot twist is I actually want to do. Uh, I want to pitch you a plot twist movie. Okay. The whole. It's called plot twist. Uh, no, it's got a no. different name. But is it, it called it, Mummy 4? No, it's not. But I've got that one too. Do you want to hear that one again? I, I can do. do some pages. No, no, I got it. I've read the pages. I've subscribed to the newsletter. Okay, so this is, uh, it stars Tom Cruise. Ask Tom Cruise. Got it. Okay. Oh, And okay. You know, the opening credits hit and uh, he uh, he's getting on athletic gear, pops in his AirPods, he's going for a jog, right? Uh, and, you know, we get him. He's running on the streets or whatever. The, New York, LA, who cares where he is? But he's running. He's listening to Top Gun Score. Okay. Top Gun Score. It's a great uh, score to run to. Okay. okay. So he's listening. He's, he's cruising, pun intended. Got a great pace. Landscape <laughs> is great. Everything's good. But then a voice comes in his AirPods. Okay. It's, uh, it's a woman. And she says, Tom Cruise, you need to keep running or something bad happens to Miles Teller. Okay. Cut to Miles Teller. All right. He's running too. He's running towards Tom Cruise. Like running, you know, just for exercise. Right. Just run for exercise. Oh, he's casual. Okay? Casual. Yeah. Very casual. They wave to each other. And Tom Cruise is like, what is happening here? He continues running, but he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's like, who is this? Like, what do you want? Uh, and he and Miles Teller pass each other. And when they pass each other, Tom stops because the voice keeps telling him, you got to keep running or something bad happens to Miles Teller. So he stops running. And then over Tom's shoulder, we see Miles Teller. He explodes. Okay. He dies. Viscera splatters explodes. everywhere. He explodes. Tom Cruise is like, oh my gosh, what the heck? He starts running away. 
and the voice it uh it says that's better keep running now and no one gets hurt title card cruise control okay and then we find out that this movie basically is a blend of speed but it's combined with the trope of tom cruise always running in movies okay so this person's like you like to run so much you have to run for your life okay and then at the end we it's revealed that the villain is actually it belongs uh, the voice belongs to uh stedman Stedman, Oprah's Stedman husband? Graham? Oprah's Dead or alive? Husband? I don't know. Is he still He's alive? alive. Yes, okay, I need him to be is. alive for this movie. Sorry, that's my bad. But I need him to be alive. <laughs> but um, it, it all goes back to he made a handmade couch for Oprah for one of their anniversaries. And it happened to be the couch that Tom Cruise jumped on when he went nuts. He <gasps> ruined that. that gift. And he ruined it. So he's like, I'm going to get I'm gonna get my revenge on Tom Cruise. And like that's I, the movie. I like that Stedman made a homemade couch for Oprah. And she was like, I love this so much. I'm going to get it out of my house. Yeah. I'm going to put it at the studio. That's right. <laughs> where it'll be special. Where it'll be and we'll, special. And like, we'll do close-ups on Tom Cruise's uh, shoes. And it'll be like muddy or like dog poop on it. Or like a mustard packet or something. Or, you know, like a like a, a brioche sandwich that Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi made him from Subway, you know, and got oh, it really dirty. So okay. to emphasize what happened there. But I think that's a good, that's a good plot twist. No, movie. I think this plot twists are brilliant. We're so smart. I think we're good at this. I think we're really good at this. Okay. Well, that's our conversation on plot twists. If your thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxion.com slash 467. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. It's rapid red lights time. Here we go. Okay. Number All one. Right. Number one, BA5 variant. Look, it took Chuck and Jan's COVID virginity. Very frustrating. Snag their cherries. Where? Where many of you lost your virginity. Church. That's oh, what did it. That's what so did it. So much I don't like about that statement, <laughs> but keep going. That's a true love waits plot twist. Okay. Mm. Number two, rapid red light. Uh, picking paint colors. Can I just tell you, I bought a house. We're going to paint a room blue. We got to paint. Every wall has to have seven shades of blue on it. And then you just stare at them at various times of day. And then your decision fatigue makes you sleepy. And you go <laughs> home and you're like, I hate all these blues. These yeah. are all stupid. This is a very frustrating process for me. I was not made. The nester makes it look so easy. She's like, look at this paint color. It's so stunning. And then she paints it. And you're like, that's amazing. But me, I'm just staring. I'm like, that blue looks too green. That blue looks too blue. <laughs> like, it's too hard. It's too hard. Number three. Uh, red light to Olivia Newton-John dying. Uh, mm. I want to protect the vibe, but Xanadu was the soundtrack of my childhood. Yeah. Um, I, you know what's bad? And red light to me, because every time a celebrity I love dies, I think of two celebrities I wish had died instead. Yeah. I don't feel good about that. I would say it's not a healthy coping mechanism as well. No, it's not. Uh, number four, red light. Tom Holland announcing his social media break. Yet again, guys, not an airport. We do not need your <laughs> departure announcement. Just don't be here on social media. Wait, but didn't he tell us about two other social media? Uh, 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 mediums where he could like have healthy discourse and like conversations uh, yes because I thought that uh, was a great spin zone of like I'm on social media but I'm on the healthy social media listen Thank it's you. my favorite when people are like hey guys just read my newsletter about how much I hate the internet it's the, the newsletter from the internet it's true stop it's doing true. that and hey, can, have a, can I kind of double back? Uh, can, what other two celebrities did you want to die instead of Olivia Newton-John? No, I'm not going to say. That's too rude. Because hey, what if they is, die is, and then no. I'll have done it? This is a free Jamie case where you were censored <laughs> when I was like, predictions on celebrities who are going to die in the year 2022. I was like, I don't want to do that. And you were like, I want to do that. And we didn't do it. But now I'm, I'm well, giving you free Well, I don't want to say one that. of them because he, I, I think he has, he's expecting his 18th baby. I don't want to say. But it, is, it was say confirmed. It? it was confirmed by the FBI that he did pull the trigger <laughs> on that gun on the set he was on even though That's, he said he didn't Why even though he said he didn't but they're like he did jason will dutifully and definitely not accidentally miss the censor on those names i'll how about pig latin Balak <laughs> aldwin <laughs> it's not 
Is that big Latin? I don't think it is. <laughs> it's close. It's close enough. I think I reversed it. And then yeah. finally, I do not want to lose this one. My fifth rapid red light is horses inside your house. Charlie the Instagram horse is gross. Very gross. Having yeah. a horse in your house is dumb. Stop liking those photos and those videos. Stop it. Okay. Stop Why it. is he gross? Is he the gross because he's a horse and like a wild animal? Did house, you or is see he gross? a horse poop in your house? Okay. I mean, that was what I was going for. I just didn't know if he said something like, if he's like, how's your daughter or something like that. Like that kind of gross. Like, <laughs> Listen, do I think a horse would violate you sexually in some way if given the opportunity? Yes. Horses don't have standards or ethics. <laughs> It's true. Except it was the problem with Mr. Ed. Except Pickles. Pickles well, is Well, we don't know. Horse. Honestly, it could be a, a gritty remake. We haven't written that out yet, so who knows? Uh, okay, what's your red light? My red light, Fart Daddy. My red light is Fart Daddy. I don't I don't know uh, Fart Daddy's Christian name. What is Fart Daddy? I, it's a username. It's I only know his username. I and, know Fart Daddy. Well, it's because it's personal to me, okay? So okay. at first, Fart Daddy started like a, like a parasite. Okay, with okay. me as his unwitting host, right? Okay. I knew something was amiss because I would log on to HBO Max. I'm going to watch like the newest <gasps> season of whatever. <laughs> and then I see, do you want to continue watching Curb Your Enthusiasm or Sex in the City or uh, episode nine of Peacemaker? Knowing I have not watched these things. I didn't watch Peacemaker. Are you kidding me? I don't want anything to do with that. So I knew, okay, like I knew Ashley had watched this and my kids didn't watch it. Somebody's probably got access to my account because I don't give my password out. Okay, uh, nobody uses my password. You don't share. Password. You don't, don't. share. Okay. No one's asked me to. Okay, but if they if they did, I would Guys, share. But at knoxmcquay.com, no if you'd yeah. like a password, see if yeah. Well, well I can't you. now because of Far Daddy. So blame Far Daddy. Okay, mm-hmm. so so I guess that was my mistake because I knew someone was in there and I didn't take like stronger precautions. And then one day I pull up HBO Max to watch something, and I have Uh-oh. to choose between profiles now. I can choose my own profile or I can choose Far Daddy. And I was <laughs> Does like, it say Far? It says, it literally says Fart Daddy. <laughs> it, all caps, no space. Okay. So I'm like, well, come on, Fart Daddy. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be peaceful about this. So I, I immediately deleted it, reported it to HBO Max, changed my password. But a few weeks later, Jamie, you know what happens? What? I He's got an back. email. New profile added to your account. Fart Daddy back. is back. Now it's Fart Daddy, but lowercase. As if the lowercase. <laughs> Maybe I can keep it on the down low and you won't notice. <laughs> It's a, it's a more passive Far Daddy. So like maybe we could coexist, but I'm not going to coexist with somebody named Far Daddy. So I have to delete his profile. So now it's just this dance. It's this uncomfortable dance where he adds his profile. I delete it. I change my password. A couple days later, he's back on my account watching stuff, letting me know that Far Daddy's there watching on my account as well. And I just don't know what to do. God, what if Far Daddy is someone you know? What if Fart Daddy is in the house? What if Fart Daddy is calling from inside the house? (laughs) What if he's calling, he's watching HBO? What if Fart Daddy's Marlo? I don't know. I don't know. It could be. Listen, Fart Daddy definitely puts his feet on people when he sleeps. (laughs) He's a very diagonal uh, sleeper. I'll tell you that. So that's my red light. So I just, I want to resolve that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, What's your green light this week? Okay. I have two. The first is a movie. It's in the theaters now. It's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's this black comedy horror. And let me tell you, it's, definitely more on the comedy than the horror you're not gonna it's not like creepy scary it's more just like (gasps) so this movie this here's why this movie is magical so bodies 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 is a game that you play but it's mafia 
So they just oh, call it bodies, okay. bodies, bodies. But if you've ever played Mafia, you know. So it's about B, who travels with her girlfriend Sophie, Amanda Stenberg, and Mar- Maria uh, Bakalova, who was in the uh, Borat oh, movie. Yeah. They are a couple, and they go to a hurricane party at a mansion owned by Sophie's childhood friend David, played by Pete Davidson, who is a perfectly cast to play himself. Uh, right. And then there are other guests there. There's a podcaster, which let me tell you how brutal these podcasting jokes were on this movie. It was hurtful. I may have been like, uh, and like one was like, hey, making a podcast is hard work. <laughs> Listen, like, it I is hard like work. The era of like people respecting podcasters just like didn't exist. It just <laughs> it went did. straight to dunking on podcasters. It, it not did. It. it did. And then the best is that Lee Pace, you know, guys, Lee Pace from Pushing Daisies and uh, creepy guy in Marvel movies. The genocidal guy in the Marvel yes. movies. Yeah. He is uh, the older boyfriend of one of the, because tw- they're all 20 something. And he is the hot the hot now they start playing bodies 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 uh the game goes goes poorly maybe someone ends up mysteriously murdered and speaking of plot plot twists you will not see this ending coming you will not see this ending coming it was fan i loved it because it was so well written and so perfectly cast it's if you're looking for one more excuse to go to the movie theater and you haven't seen nope and you haven't seen bodies 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 that would be your because let me tell you it's dark season moving forward for the next two months at the movie theater. So it's, it's not great. So am I to surmise from this green light that you are pro um, thir- late thirties, uh, 40 year old men being at parties with teenage girls? Is no, that, was and, that, what and that is addressed in the movie. Like oh, they, it is. Okay. Oh yeah. Wonderful. No, they address that he's old, but hot and having to navigate. Is that okay? Sure. What sacrifices do you have to make when dating people in their forties? <laughs> it's very complicated. And so it's a very Gen Z movie. That's why I loved the ending because if if you watch TikTok for even a second, uh, you understand Gen Z. I would argue that sure. that's all you know. Because I read that Gen Z uses TikTok as their Google. They do not oh. use Google as their Google. Wow, that is the scariest thing I've ever heard. That was like heard. an Atlantic article. It was fascinating. But if you have even in a glimpse of understanding Gen Z, you will love this movie. It's very scream adjacent like oh, that it. vibe it's excellent Lee Pace just he feels like Colin Farrell with like Instagram filters like beauty yes. Instagram filters oh my gosh know? that's a perfect description because I will say Lee Pace in the wrong light not hot in the right light you know who's like that John Green this episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday don't you whether it's April 25th known as the perfect date when all you need is a light jacket if you know you know or better yet May the 4th I'll gladly go all in I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust to you in honor of this most holy day of the year and then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection you guys I'm not even joking these frames are so adorable and when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. 
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com John Green. Most wow. of the time, not hot. Okay. But somehow, when he has COVID and he's on a Zoom with Sharon Sesso, I'm like, who is the hot <laughs> MFer? And sure. Sharon's like, I talk government. Please stop DMing me about hot John Green. I'm it's like, okay. That's fine. Light okay. is everything. <laughs> so, my second green light listen, I rarely green light a Christian book. Okay. And this is why Christian books often aren't good. Okay. Can we be honest? Knox has written two fantastic books that have a faith element. Um, we have some friends that we have greenlit their books because they were fantastic. But I would argue uh, Christians often get book deals for reasons that are not writing excellence or original yeah. ideas. That's okay. Fair. So if you want to hear some of my favorite Christian books, I, thebiblebench.com, you can go see those. But this book is by Caitlin Beatty. It is Celebrities for Jesus, colon, How Personas, Platforms, and Profits are Hurting the church. Now, I followed Caitlin Beatty for a long time. She was I followed her when she was a journalist at Christianity Today, Religious News Service. She now works for a Christian publisher, which is fascinating. So this book is about how fame has shaped the church in some questionable ways. What are we doing as a consumer to foster kind of this toxic celebrity culture where we put people on pedestals and trust them to be our shepherds and their garbage people? And she does a really good way of, like, the book ends with a really lovely way of mapping out how can you move forward with less drama and chaos. But I did want to read, she does a whole chapter on Christian publishing. Let me read just a couple of sentences. And again, she works for a Christian publisher. She said, but here's a secret. No matter how much they feel called to do so or how strongly they believe God has given them an important message, I can't genuinely encourage most people to enter Christian book publishing. And she says, the primary reason for my caution is that the book publishing industry, the agents, publicists, brand consultants, social media managers, and conference organizers connected to it have added jet fuel to the problem of Christian celebrity to the tune of $1.2 billion in sales in 2018 alone. Yikes. Yikes. And Christian publishers, y'all, Christian publishers aren't ministry. They're the for-profits. Yeah. They're for-profits. So uh, anyway, the book is fantastic. It's very like hot piping tea. Uh, listen, but she does a whole, she enters, enters a whole chapter by her love for Prince and Philip Seymour Hoffman. So mm. if that tells you kind of the vibe of the book, it's really, really well done. That's it's, This is one of the rare books that I pre-ordered. Uh, because I'm oh, wearing it as soon as possible. And I just haven't greenlit it because I haven't finished it yet. But I trust your taste. Uh, and it's already wow. proving to be uh, an incredible read. So really well done, Caitlin Beatty. Okay, so what's your green light? I've got two. Uh, number one, I've got Dad Light situation because Blue Season 3 is on the D+. And it is immaculate. It is perfect. Listen, I kind of want to watch Bluey now. Like, I want to watch it. Can I pitch you why you should watch it? Okay, yeah. Six-minute episodes. But <gasps> the end. What? End of pitch. End of pitch. That's what's up, okay? <laughs> it is just, this season especially, it's, it's killer episode after killer episode. Um, there's one episode early in the season that basically explains like artistic storytelling through an episode. Wow. Through the story of a dad doing a curry swap with another dad, uh, with a, I think it's a border collie. They fold it into how the dad banned it. He has to leave for six weeks, so it's brutal. 
it'll, it'll always make you tear up, but it's brilliant and it's hilarious. Oh. And it makes my girls laugh, makes my son, my 13 year old son laugh, makes me laugh, makes me cry. It's oh. so good. Six, seven minute vignettes. I highly recommend it. Uh, and then the uh, other green light for this week is the movie on Hulu called Prey. Uh, this Holy is. Holy uh, moly, this was so good. Man, it's so good. God. And I'd heard buzz about it. And I've always been a big fan of the Predator movies. Like I even saw the one where I think it was Alien versus Predator just because I had Walton Goggins and I was fresh off Justified. So I was like, oh, well, I got to watch this. That's a terrible movie. But this movie is so good because it's simple, right? So it follows a band of Comanches and centers on a character named Naru. Uh, and she's played by Amber Midthunder and uh, her awesome dog named Sari, Sari, I think. Uh, and basically her tribe and her brother in like a, like a war party, they first are tracking a lion and then later they track uh, a, a, the literal predator, like the alien predator. Uh, it's a very spare but potent movie and it and it limits the frills and the excess of the other predator movies in a way that allows it to just focus on a very simple story of naru trying to prove herself as a hunter uh despite the doubts of her family and her tribe uh and she's uh, she's uh, joined by her brother this guy named dakota beavers who he's really good he's like a scene so stealer. he's good. so good on camera the action sequences in this movie are really really incredible it's very gory very violent but it's very action centric some of the action set, uh, set pieces are so well done but to me more than anything th- like this is just one of those great action movies where you don't have to think very much you just get to enjoy and they really they don't they don't just say like hey these are comanches but it doesn't feel like this is shot in like the early 18th century they really follow through with that but i think this is the perfect utility of using like pre-existing ip you know you don't have to go bigger you don't have to be uh glitzier or more ex- uh have more excess with the storytelling the storytelling or the special effects you can just be more intentional in your rendering of the story and the characters that you're including to make a, a super compelling story. And that's what this is. It's such a, a spare but very compelling uh, it's movie. It's so good. And you're exactly right. One of the things I loved is the guy that plays the Predator. Uh-huh. He's, that's that's not CGI. Yeah, like, other that's than actually when, him. Like, he's 6'8", he's huge. Yeah. And that costume, like, they deserve an Oscar for that detail to that or for makeup and hairstyling because like it is really such a profound to not have that be cgi that that was real it's really impressive this is the kind of remakes or reboots or uh inspirations of ip that i want to get behind and i want to encourage because this is this is the kind of opportunities we have if we'll just empower creative storytellers to tell stories uh based off pre-existing intellectual property so uh, i highly encourage everybody to check that out on hulu um all right that's gonna do it for this episode of the podcast for government time you shopping on amazon make sure to go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast for so you purchase our affiliate link for item purchase using that link this week was jamie these are some reese's thins dark chocolate what listen do you our show sugar mama karen che she sent us some of these these are delicious at the office she, i'm so jealous i did not see i those. know they're so good oh. but this uh 900 global ratings 4.6 stars i will say that steven did not like it um he was very upset he gave it one star he called it rip off he wrote total ripoff while the product is delicious one bag for eleven dollars is outrageous these are sold at market basket in massachusetts for under four dollars well steven uh go to market basket what are you doing what are you doing man the market you, is the price, pay, not the company That's it's ridiculous. not like it's not like amazon surprises you when you get at it and we're like what this was eleven dollars you know what you're doing 
incredible. All right, you guys. Um, don't forget, follow us on Instagram at the podcast. We have an audience participation episode next week. We want your feedback. Uh, I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Max Goyne. You can find me on socials at Max McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.